Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. How many months and no one could add me to the video? We were doing a lot of work, actually. I was doing a lot of work, not this show, a different kind of work, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And uh, I was working the books, making sure yeah. they're clean. I believe it's called cooking but, the books. Yeah. Right. And uh, Bridget, yes, give you, give you, you three we Michelin need to get Bridget in the interview. You yeah. got out of whatever location you were in to whatever location you happened to be in. Yeah, I figured you'd be in a certain location today. Of all days, it's interesting how you kind of reappeared. Are, do you, you want to confess maybe something on this yeah. day of all days? Maybe No, I do not. I do not. But, you know, Bridget mentioned that she was not in the introduction to the show, and that is true. Yeah. And so we want to add her. So if you have ideas of what she Ooh. should be doing in the video, leave them in the comments. And yeah. then after you do that, subscribe. And so, then so, so basically, give a you're letting, you're letting people vote on what they can make Bridget do. I don't exactly. know exactly that. I have first well, right of refusal on this. I'm not worried about it. Well, let's have a generative. Bridget, there also discussion. is democracy. Don't forget that. All right. And John, favorite, obviously, favorite thing. We have a very special guest today, John Sheeran, who <laughs> is actually a reporter for Atos. Or a toes sports. Yes, mm. toes sports. He is. They uh, count yes. all the toes. You got to have all the toes yes. to play in the sports they cover. All I the think the Z is silent. Actually, it's just a to a to it is it is it is a sports. Oh, a to yes. Z. Yeah, it oh, kind of rolls up the so tongue like that. That makes more sense than a toes. Yeah. I will say this, John. It is always great when I see people move on to greater and bigger internships. Very proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. Till we go into and the great I big internship in the sky. I mean, when they offered like super senior intern, like I didn't even know there was a position. But like, how how do you turn that down? You know. Yes. Like, like maybe there's a super supreme intern. Maybe maybe that's yeah. on the horizon. But we'll yeah. see. Comes with quack. Right. <laughs> so we have we have a, a very a special. Interesting development in the society so because which is they decided why, why so many developments. First of all, yeah. Orlando Brown. Well, as John of Atos Sports wrote, Orlando Brown is a groundbreaking signing for the Cincinnati Bengals in more than more way than one. Not only did they pay an offensive lineman, John, yeah. right? They guaranteed his money, yeah. right? And coming to us from the John, Chiefs, tell them. And those guys can win. Yeah, that article is right. actually a little outdated now because what was originally reported about Brown was that 
There was about 40-ish million guaranteed in his contract over the course of four years. And the signing bonus is true. Like, he did get the largest signing bonus that an offensive lineman has ever been given in the history of NFL free agency. But originally, as it was reported, it seemed like the first two years, his base salaries were also guaranteed, which had never been done before in Bengals history. That part is not particularly true. And overall, the contract pays him about as the 17th best offensive tackle in the NFL, which is exactly what he is. So it's not like it's not the contract that Orlando Brown expected to get. It's not the contract that I think the Bengals expected Orlando Brown to eventually sign in this free agency. But just in terms of the realm of what we know the Bengals to be, it's still a huge, huge monumental move for them. Like this, this market only existed because Orlando Brown wanted to be a left tackle and no team really yeah. gifted him that opportunity but it's still the largest free agent contract for a team that the Bengals for a player that the Bengals did not draft that they've ever given out in an offensive line man like they, yeah. they never yeah. give out this type of money yeah. to this position group they've, they've learned well they did yeah follow-up question John what what is your analysis of uh, Orlando uh, long arms Brown versus let's say a Jonah T-Rex uh, 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 Jonah um i would no i i think i can confirm this i can confirm this because i've spoken to him already he is definitely a sweetie pie i would give him at least a 9.5 out of 10 on the sweetie pie scale i think that'll definitely help him in the meetings in the locker room kind of gel with the guys but on the field he's not so much of a sweetie pie he's a menace man look at him he's freaking huge it's hard to go around him it's hard to go through him it's just hard to beat him in general now obviously him being the size of a woolly mammoth, he doesn't yes. have the greatest kick slide speed, doesn't have the greatest athleticism in general, and sometimes guys can time their rushes to get, kind of bend around the edge a little bit to beat him. But over against Jonah Williams, I think everyone can agree that he's an overall better player. He can lean on just his physical frame in ways that Jonah Williams could not at left tackle, and that gives him a larger you know, margin of error, and sometimes maybe his technique is not perfect, but it doesn't matter because, again, he's the size of the Grand Canyon, right? It's just, yeah. it's just yeah. hard to just Big avoid point. him, you know? And Jonah yeah. was, was miffed, wasn't he? He was a little miffed. Well, that was the rumor. Here's the thing. A, miffed, a, lot of, Jonah. a lot of people have been piling on Jonah Williams because yeah. he gave up on the team, and well, he, he showed that he, he doesn't have any heart. But right. I personally will not allow anybody to speak ill of any Bengals player, past or present, or wait, future. Wait, wait, wait. Ever. That includes yeah. Carson Palmer? Not Yes, that includes Jeremy Hill, Carlos Dunlap. And, right. Wait, so we're not, you're not going to talk any more bad stuff, trash, about Carson Palmer? Carson Palmer is finally a friend of Carson. No, no. Carson, I said football player. Bengals player. He wasn't a player. He came in. He pranced around. He complained. He got injured. And then he just cried. He didn't actually play by football uh, standards. Yeah. 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 But I, I still have a lot of respect for Carson Palmer. I say that with oh. the utmost respect. Oh, okay. 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 I'm surprised no. to hear that because you've always kind of had the thing against poor Carson Palmer. Yeah. No, I mean, in the way that you pay respect to the dead because ah. he's dead to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I have a lot of respect for him. Yeah, he's very dead yeah. to me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good. But- John, does Jonah play this coming season? Does he play at a different position? Do you think the trade's going to materialize? It doesn't yeah. feel like it is. Yeah, let's talk about this because let's Jonah, it's important. he's been here for four years, right? And he hasn't been the best. A lot of people use his draft status against him. He was the 11th overall pick. I think at the end of the day, right now, when fully healthy, he's a league average tackle, right? He deserves to start somewhere 
in the NFL. He's good enough to last an entire season as a starter. The Bengals certainly agreed with that. They want him to continue starting at just at another position. But he has always maintained that I want to be a left tackle in the same vein that Orlando Brown has always maintained that status too. And, and, be, and again, because of that, the Bengals were awarded the opportunity to pursue him and to get him on a bargain deal. So it's it's totally fine for Jonah to believe that and have that and have that as his prerogative on top of the fact that the Bengals sought an upgrade over him and decided to do that because it's, it's in their right. They're, they're a team. They're looking to upgrade the offensive line, and they figured that he could make the move to right tackle. Jonah doesn't want to do that. Now, Jonah doesn't have a lot of leverage in this situation because he only has one year left on this deal, and he needs to play uh, just so he can enter free agency next year. Unfortunately, there is the risk of changing positions and then maybe not playing your best before entering the free agency market. So it does seem like the best for both sides here is for the Bengals to land a right tackle of the future in the draft and then trade Jonah Williams to a place where he can play left tackle and he can go into the open market next year and get the deal that he wants. But I just don't know if that's going to happen. Well, so if we keep speaking him. of... Yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of trades, John, we have just heard that Chase Young is not going to get the 50-year deal. That they, mm-hmm. always, they always do the 50-year deal. And he's not going to get that from the Washingtons. No, the and we know that... The commandos do not like... He has no command. Yes. Yeah. Can never commando. go commando. No. Yeah. But a lot of Bengals fans love Chase Young. Yeah. And yeah, he's Ohio State... Yeah. Was it? I don't know. But they really want him. Yeah, and a lot of them wanted him over Burrow. So, I, I don't know. You and I were chatting. You say, no way it happens. I say you... I don't know if they have any tackles. I'm assuming they don't because they're, they're kind of bad at everything. But you throw Jonah Williams their way and attach a mid-round pick. That's what I would do. I, I, I would love it, obviously. If you could do straight up Jonah Williams or Chase Young, I don't think anyone wearing Bengals colors would disagree with that. When, from Washington's standpoint, though, like again, he was this, he was like right behind Burrow just three years ago, and he was like 21 when he was drafted, so he's 23, 24 years old. And obviously, injuries have been a, a great factor in, in, as to why you know Washington maybe doesn't want to commit to him long term. And I think it's smart to just see what you know the trade is for him. But I just look at what he was in college, the fact that that wasn't even that long ago, and when he has played in the NFL, he has been good. It's just like he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So I feel like some team is going to take a swing on him and offer something that the Bengals are probably not going to be able to compete with, even if they include journalists in the trade. Now, let's go back to the scenario where Jonah Williams stays. uh, Remind me, who is he replacing at right tackle? That's that's a good question. So Lyle Collins was supposed to be the right tackle. He wasn't healthy. No, he He tore. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. He tore, I don't know what, he tore what ligaments, John, in his uh, knee. He did. It was at least ACL. Was it ACL and MCL? It was, was, as John says, the Atos CL. It was all the ACLs from A to Z. Yeah. And he, now, they're not counting on him to be a starter. And they they had to. They cannot. They can't. I mean, August, August is not that far away. Why can't they? Yeah. It's like I don't well, think they want to. Let's be honest. It's weird I because I think no, because Trey, Trey Hopkins tore his ACL like two years ago in January, and then it somehow miraculously started the season like nine months later. Yeah. And he was also thirty years old, and he also had a history of injuries. And he wasn't right for like the first eight weeks of the season. People kind of ragged on him, even though he miraculously came back from injury. The fact that Lael has this 
chronic injury history, specifically with yeah. his back, which only complicates things in his recovery. I just don't think that you can rely on him at all this year, especially with his no. age. Like, I, I don't think they're going into the season expecting him to play. And even if he does play, I don't think he's going to be much better than last year. And he wasn't very good last year anyways. Yeah, yeah. Have to do and you can't go with the chemo energy. Yeah, no. I mean, do they cut him? Is there a world where Collins gets cut? Eh. I don't think they're, they're gonna be that desperate for space. I feel like they want to just, you know, let him rest on like IR, and then they won't have to pay him that much anyways because a lot of his contract is per game roster bonuses. So I don't think they cut him. But if they end up in a situation where they extend Burrow and Higgins and they need space, maybe he gets to that point. Yeah. Wow. Well, then, I mean, we can't if we go with keep Jonah Williams. Then we have to think if, of someone if, else for the right tackle. Well, we're we're going to have to get someone in the draft, or maybe I mean, John, you get a Riley I mean, John, Reef. John, to, if, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, this I this may, is why yeah. like the bank of all the leverage here because they're not getting rid of Jonah yeah. unless they find that replacement in the draft. Right. They don't have to. Now, they don't have to move him. Let's be honest, John. If, yeah. if Jonah Williams yeah. doesn't play, okay, mm-hmm. if he's like, I'm not going to play. The Bengals are like, I'm not going to trade you for a sixth rounder. And by the way. I don't think anybody would trade a late round pick for a guy making $12 million. Either you think he's worth $12 million and you give up a decent pick or you don't trade for him. You wait for him to, right? So what, what I think, John, wait I think Jonah, to yeah, the tree. Go ahead. I, I, well, unfortunately, Jonah cannot pick the fruit off the tree with those no, arms, but That's true. Yeah, he, yeah, he has to wait for it to fall. And that's what they're doing, waiting for him to fall like a yeah. like an overly ripe fruit. But Peach. he's not overly ripe. He's no. only 25 years old. Yeah. yeah, he's a young man. And yeah, well, so, I don't even know if you could say peach because he's not he's not that strong. He doesn't fake. have the, the curvature that you want. In yes. In a lineman. Right. Agreed. Maybe a fig. Yeah. 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 So, but but John, the yeah. point is this is that he can't afford. No. to sit out this season. And I'm not talking about money. I'm saying he goes into 2020, what, four, five? I don't know what next year is. No. Off season, he's sitting out a year, cream. off of his worst year. He's got to get the, he's got to get the vibe. Right. He's got to get the, 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 the Insist, Yeah. Insisting that he's a left tackle when he had a bad year at left tackle. NFL executives say he should move to guard. He's not going to, he's not going to be top 10 in money just for next year. He's now. So the only re- the only reason why like I think a trade might happen is because we saw like the, the last two years and everyone can attest to this like we knew Jesse Bates was upset about not getting the deal and you know he sat out in the offseason but it never got to the point where he requested the trade like we these things happen kind of behind the scenes a lot more than we realize but rarely does it ever go public and rarely does the player take the initiative to reach out to his agent and then his agent does a lot of lip service about oh we're you know we're getting offers here and the Bengals aren't really doing anything this has progressed already in like just a couple weeks faster than i think a lot of these things have happened in the past especially with the Bengals. but the Bengals don't typically deal away these players unless they kind of give them no choice but i don't think jonah williams is going to you know go scorched earth and burn these bridges right like not not like what eli apple did with his past teams not like what carlos dunlap did putting his house up for sale and leaking the death chart i don't think he's going to do that but I do think there's a scenario where if the Bengals get a good offer and they see a guy that they can replace him with, like that's that's how that happens. But I just don't know yeah. if it happens yet. But I, but Bridget, I, I've been wanting, I've been yeah. holding in a comment for a while. Yeah, and it's a simple Uh-oh. comment. Release it. You'll feel an, better. But an important, thank you, Bridget. An important comment. 
is this the new is this the new approach in in the Vogue HR where anything goes? Because I I can I like no, that part. De define yeah, we, yeah. You you use that word woke, Dadio, in a way that is clear to all of us. You have no idea what it means. Well, anything that would you be don't a like, anything trend. he doesn't like is woke. He's like he he gave me these batteries, AA batteries, the other day. He's like, oh, these don't work. They're woke. No, that's not <laughs> what it means. So so no, but here's the, here's the thing. Okay, we are we haven't talked to each other, the four of us, since mm -hmm. the the Super Bowl and since the AFC Championship loss. This show shut down. Daddy went to a deep deep gluten and and carb induced rage hibernation, and and that's the reality of the show. You know, he's two hundred seventy pounds now. Yeah, he's two hundred. Mm -hmm. He doesn't look it, but the, the background thins him out a little. Yeah. And, and so the one thing I want to say about Jonah Williams and the offensive line is, wow, did we learn the hard way that when you lack depth on the offensive line, it's not, about, it's not just about the stars. When you lack depth, then you suffer in the long haul yeah. during the playoffs. You cannot make it through. And we still lack depth. That was a gloss. Let's be honest, that was, John. That, that was a, exactly. Even you had Orlando Brown, John. Even yeah. you had Orlando Brown. Despite the length of his arms, despite the greatness of his charms yeah you do not have what is it depth no well good thing about orlando brown and and i hope we don't jinx him here he don't say it good. i don't even want you to say it orlando brown let me just explain you know how when a tree gets to a certain size right no matter the thunderstorm no matter okay. the the this wind jinx it, it stands this is gonna for, haunt us orlando all brown if no years. i'm just saying if you look in terms of physics, if you look in terms of uh, John don't geography, do you don't can actually you study. Bengals, don't do this, Daddy. He no, he. Yeah, I, I don't think he's no. Yeah. Hold on, time out, time out, time out. Thank you, yeah. Bridget. Bridget brought up a really great point. Do our fans and do the Bengals community know that Daddy is single-handedly responsible? And I kid you not, nor do I exaggerate. This is not hyperbole for the loss against the Chiefs. Do you know that he started the burrowhead craze? Do you know that? That stupid, ridiculous, sophomoric burrowhead craze was started by that man. That man you see over there who should be like, well, his, like his role model, dragged into some sort of federal institution and, and questioned about his deeds. Yeah. I, I mean, that actually did happen. And what, I had to, had to... Well, oh, yeah, you the, were dragged. The, yeah, I remember. We, we yes. all know about that, yeah. That's why you got the but, Escobar look going right now. Look, <laughs> Mike Hilton took it too far. I never, I never intended for Mike Hilton to be shouting it right before they play them again. You shout, you shout it after you play them again. But I, no, I disagree with this. Mike Hilton was a player that is a man on the field. They also did we? I don't even remember if we did a show after the but, Buffalo Bills playoff game. That was the most complete, most exciting it was. game. It, you're Mike Hill. This is like the the LSU um, uh, Iowa like college basketball thing. Like let them do their. Smash no, this is real thing. sports. This is a real competitive oh. game. With, yeah. But what I want to say, oh. right? These are these are the top athletes in the world. But what I want to say yeah. is that Chris Jones, John, never had John. a sack in his postseason career before that game. Yeah. He was very upset by the Burrow head. He went out and had the game of his life. It's not a coincidence. It is not. So, and plus the, the, the yeah. point, John, that don't forget I raised, which was very smart, which I rarely do, of lack of depth of the offensive line. Do not forget that I said that. 
so one like do something we know John, that... about the like that yeah <laughs> you're like a little mean we're poking you with the the stick do something i am wondering so olan olan depth is a question the o-line not only protects the quarterback they enable us to have a strong run game so i was in mexico the the week that bengal's twitter seemed to blow up related to our uh to our running back um but what do we like what are we thinking with the run game is it mixon is is, is mixon still no, it's, it's still our mixed. guy. Mixed Mixon. No, I don't. You know, yeah, I'll I'll give an analogy here with, with Joe Mixon because um, the people, the kind people at at Atos, uh, Sports, when they were <laughs> asking me about, oh yeah, sorry, when they were asking me about my you know my current employment with with uh, the number one Bengals podcast, and I said, I mean, I'm I'm there for now, you know, like and it's not like it's not a you know a false statement. Like I, I'm I'm on the show for now, for you me. know. But it doesn't really invoke a lot of confidence, right? You, you don't really hear that and be like, yeah, this guy is really locked in to, to this opportunity. And that's that's what Katie Blackburn kind of said about Joe Mixon. Like, he's here for now. He's for here now. because this is the best opportunity that we have to have a successful starting game. He's the best available option for us right now. And I don't think a month ago when they had plans of bringing back Samaj Pirine that that was going to be the case. I, I feel like they were going to re-sign Samaj Pirine, release Joe Mixon, and look into the draft for essentially a Mixon replacement. Pirine jettisoned for Denver because he wanted to be closer to his family. The Bengals were kind of left with their, their hands in their pants and said, we're just going to look to the draft That's to see if we can find an, an, an ever, a replacement and upgrade. And if not, then he's here for the season. But I don't think Joe Mixon has done anything in the past year, specifically in the past few months, to really solidify his job status here. John, I am gonna miss let's say is. I, I'm a big joke. Yeah, he's very he's good to the fans. Him. He's been he's yeah. been on the team for so long. The man has energy. But I've never and, seen and a let's man. Not forget, let's not forget. Yeah, one game of an NFL season is a lot for I mean, out of what is it, seventeen? That's a lot. And Joe Mixon had one game that I would say was the Joe Mixon game. You remember that one where he was the just five touchdown right? game? Yeah. yeah that no, I think I think his game against Buffalo was more impressive. I think the postseason game yeah. was amazing. But let me just say something, John. It. Even if we had Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry from two years ago when he was yeah. in his prime, like that is the only guy maybe you would pay $12 million. $12 million a year for a running back a is, is, is not heard of anymore. You don't do that. And you only, you only pay that kind of money to a running back who is going to significantly change your, your offense. And Joe Mixon is a very good runner. He's very athletic, very, you know, he has a very unique kind of body type, which is like, he's very long, but he's very strong, you know? Long and strong. But yeah, but like Can't John and, and Joe Goodberry, our good friend and others have pointed out, he just doesn't fit with a modern passing offense, which is what the Bengals have been and want to become even more. You know, you have three of the best receivers in the game. You have the best quarterback in NFL history. Right, and now you have an emerging offensive line. You want coach. to throw the ball, and you have a coach. You have all of those things. Yeah. No, but I, I think John, John. I think Joe Mixon is fine to keep on the team to throw the ball to like six times a year because he's shown to be a capable receiver. He's just getting paid a lot of money to do that, right? I and know. like I, I, I know the cap space is not necessarily a huge issue right now, but you also have to look at it from a value perspective. Like, you're committing 
$20 million to this guy over the next two years in a situation where you need as much cash on hand as possible to pay Burrow and Higgins, and those deals are, are coming up, and the more space that you have, the better you can. But also, you can replicate the same rushing production from Joe Mixon with either Travion Williams, a rookie, two rookies, like that's just the nature of what the running back position is now. And that, that's yeah. why like you don't see those contracts anymore. I mean, John, you know, you talked about the, uh, he, he's good at pat, catching, catching the ball, but we've seen him, you know, people pointed out he's never there on the key plays. We had some Ajay Piran in there, well, you know? I, I hope that whoever they get, if they get someone to replace Joe Mixon, whoever they get, would be good enough that we can finally, on fourth and one, just have someone run straight up the middle instead of doing <laughs> those silly, you know, little tosses and weird stuff. I'm sick of that. Well, that's the thing. That's why I showed. That's why I showed that clip of our guy, Orlando Brown, in the run game, where you can see he can move people, John. He can move, which no, is which, one which is, is crazy considering is number fifty-seven. Yeah, I mean, he was running fast. Yeah, number ten. He was running fast. Yeah, very quick. And the thing is, you know, I mean, John, he's got power, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's like a tractor. He's like a tractor out there. Yeah. And similar to a tractor, you can throw all the rocks and things that you want. No. And it's never going to get dented. That's, that's what true. I love about him. No, that's he's, not true. You can break tractors. It's true. You <laughs> can, you can. never been near a farm. Look. I want to get Bridget. I want to get your grade for the Orlando Brown signing while we're I mean, at. Everybody's going to get the same grade that you. Go. I I would go a B plus. Whoa. Okay. I'd go a B plus. What? For the Orlando nice. Brown signing? You don't think A plus? Yeah. I'd go B plus. It, an A is like superb. Okay. Oh, fair. Is a Joe Burrow. Fine. Yeah, that is a that is a Joe Burrow, that is a Jamar Chase. Okay. I'd go I'd go B plus. I, I was really I was excited. I was excited that the Bengals did something innovative and were the vanguard in a, a offensive line or a tackle position deal. Like that's what we I think that's what is what as fans we all want to see anyways, right? Is them to not just play from the back of the pack, but to play from the front. So I'd give it a B plus. I'm also interested in talking about um, what is it, Irv Irv Smith? Yes, I love this Irv Smith signing. Yeah, John Irv Smith. This guy. I mean, when I when I when I first saw the clips of him, I I was like, which guy am I supposed to be looking at? That's a receiver, right? That's a wide receiver. He is built like a wide receiver, but he can block. John, he's got the tight end. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, very, it's it maybe a little too tight. You want a little cushion in there, John? No, right? Cushion? How? No, like it's walnut cracking tight? Oh, he crack <laughs> no, I mean, no, he he's a he's a good player. He's just been injured a lot in the past two years, yeah. which is why he's not getting paid that much. But the Bengals have a formula now. If you are a tight end and your market's not yeah. very good for whatever reason, why don't you just yeah. catch sixty balls from Joe Burrow and see what your market is next year? And I think they wanted more of a long-term solution to the position, which is why they brought in Foster Moreau before he was diagnosed with cancer out of the blue. But Irv Smith, for only being 24 or 25 years old and having experience as a multifaceted tight end, I think that's fine to just go into the draft with a starter in place. But you're not really – unfortunately, you can't count on him to play 17 games because he hasn't done that in like two to three years. So they still need answers there. 
John, here's the yeah. thing I like about Irv Smith is I, he has integrity. And I'll tell you what I mean. Look, I liked Hayden Hurst. I really did. I thought he was a, you know, he did a great job. And I liked that it was a redemption arc for him. But he said, I finally found a home in Cincinnati. Remember, he was so happy. And then he leaves, first yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Same thing with CJ Uzama. He's like, oh, bangers, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. I love the team, rah, rah, this and that. And then he leaves. Daddy Smith you has not left. The, I will he loves not loyalty. like him he, next he, year. You love the Bengals until the Steelers offer you $10 million. I, hold on. The Steelers, so you're saying they, for this show, they want the number one the Steelers show for $10 million. Are you questioning Don't, if I would take he, it or not? He thinks it's real and now he's going to change the name of the show. Yes, I, I, be careful. I, he's not, he okay. doesn't think I think that's all we have for this episode. <laughs> no, exactly. The Exactly. Bengals podcast. Yeah. Exactly. You he can would, love something very much and want to create generational wealth for your family. Like we're all chasing the almighty dollar. I, I don't buy Daddy for $10. Speaking of ten dollars, we had some patrons that are gone now. And it is because well, yeah, we weren't doing the show. show. It turns out it turns out they actually they want the show. They want the show. They don't just want to well, support that's why they us. Were patroning you. It's yeah. And you know, I thought they loved us, but they just they just So since I, we're I don't want to say the they're time, using us. So, yeah. So, so we're running out of time, you want us to give our grades? Yes, let's just do free agency as a whole. Let's just well, do no, free agency I, as I a whole. No, I want to talk about Orlando Brown. Okay, you Orlando Brown, go, go. Well, you have to ask me. Yes, Koji. what is your grade, okay. Koji? I would give the Orlando Brown signing an NC-17 rating or grade. And here's why. He's going to be so good, it's going to be inappropriate for children. 17 <laughs> games long. And then it's going to even be better. I like it. That, yeah, that is pretty yeah. good. John, I don't think John. you can top that, John. Give it a, I'll give it a B. I, I gave Orlando Wait, Brown an A. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it just fits who he is as a player. Again, the, the typically when you sign a player of that high caliber, you typically have to overpay, but they just found a perfect market for him, and they, they found the perfect deal for him. Everything else, like Nick Scott, that was a good signing. I think Irv Smith and Anthony Jones yeah. were pretty good signings too. Like the, the important thing to remember here is that they were going to downgrade in talent in one or two areas, and it just happened to be safety, right? Because Dax Hill and Nick Scott, that's a fine duo. It's still downgrading as of now compared to Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell, but that's the reality that you face when you have two albatrosses of contracts on the horizon in Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. Now, whether or not they get something done with T. Higgins remains to be seen, but they're planning for that. Right now... It's not a matter of if the Bengals can keep all these players around Burrow. It is about like how much can they sustain this level of talent while keeping this main trio of players. Like that's in their plan, and I think they addressed it fine. Like they maintained a solid level of talent entering the draft with the knowledge that they have to pay these guys. Yeah, Joe I love it. Contract prediction, Joe. Well, a lot of years, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I, for Orlando Brown. No, no, how about this? How about this? Let's do a yes or no prediction. Will Joe Burrow's uh, contract be the biggest sports contract in sports history for all sports? Lionel well, Messi got like $700 million, so no. Okay, no. In, American. Real in America. sports. I'm not, yeah. about, I'm not talking about the weird ones. 
Just the realest sports. Just the most popular the sport in the rest basket, of the world. Basketball, but football, Joe basketball. Burrow might not be the most highly paid Cincinnati sports athlete in history. Joey Votto got $500 million in 10 years. Which might be, if, if the Bengals had their way, that might be the contract that they, that they want him to sign. But I don't think he's going to sign for that long. Really? You think, you think Joe Burrow? No, was gonna that was two hundred fifty million. Mahomes, sorry, man. sorry. No, I, I messed up. That was two hundred fifty million that Votto signed. I was going dad. to say, yeah. memory, memory is hard. Yeah, yeah. The Bengals would absolutely okay. love Burrow signed what, for ten yeah. years, a hundred percent, because then well, they wouldn't well, be no, able to renegotiate. Really leave us with yeah, but that's insulting to pay him as much as Patrick Mahomes. That's insulting. Yeah, that's it. That's insulting. Patrick Mahomes got four hundred. He has to be paid million. He got four fifty. So he should get okay. He gets fifty million. I guess that's. I guess that could work. Look, here's my my grade. Yeah. I'm just going to say my prediction for the Orlando Brown signing, which is Great. that I think it's going to end up as a disaster. Oh. Tell us more. I do. Why? Well, don't be don't be a Debbie Downer, yeah. man. Well, I mean, I mean, look, the guy, like John said, he gets beat with the quick feet, and he can't move, he can't bend. All he can do, according to John, and in official opinion of Atos Sports, is... He just stand there and pushes people. But if the people decide, if they figure out that they can walk around him, they would walk around him. But he's very large, and uh, big he gumball machine. Yes, yes. And uh, I giving the grade an A plus. That is that is what I'm predicting. Yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. You said disaster, but then you went A plus, which which would imply uh, it's yeah. mind-boggling, really. That your opinion and what you said were two different things. I, mean, I don't get right. That. How is that? A, how is that a disaster? In April? Well, yes. So when you have a natural disaster, what happens? People rally together, yeah. they raise money, and they yeah. restore your faith in humanity. Orlando Brown is going to be the guy who picks so up the Bengals. People die first. Um, John, John, please. John, John. Orlando he's, Brown. He's working. Orlando Brown is going to be the guy who's going yeah. to get, pick up Bengals and Bengals fans after two straight years of winning the Super Bowl but not getting recognized for winning the Super Bowl. He is going to pick them back up. He's going to get them back on the track. Yes. And I think, look, here's the thing. He, John, he is the only physically imposing, relatively speaking, uh, a specimen on the team. You know, you have Alex Kappa, you have Ted Karras, who are very gritty, ice, you know, glass-eating people. But he is the guy who's like, whoa. And he is the guy, the I wish you remember, I mean, yes. And so having him yeah. elevates the athleticism the of the whole team. Now we have a, we have a, what's his name, Miles Garrett. We have a, you know, TJ Watt. These guys that Jonah struggled against in the NFC, AFC North. He's gonna he's gonna bully them. He's gonna knock he's them so around. That's big. gonna elevate he's the so whole big offensive that he will line. He just pulled them into his gravitational pull. He will just yes. he will just they will try to escape, but they will be sucked in because he's he, so he, he's not a glass eater, man. He's a diamond eater. I don't think there's a substance on earth that he can't consume with his go. teeth. I like it. I like. You know, it's that, funny. John. It's funny like how it. team allegiances really shape your opinion. Yesterday I hated the Orlando Brown. Today I love the. It's odd. He's actually a cool kid. I mean, John, you remember Marvin Lewis wanted him. You remember that? And people thought he didn't know about well, Marvin anything. Lewis coached his, his dad. His dad. Yeah. Yeah. His dad, by the way, very well, Marvin, sad. By, by the way, guys, yeah. big, big news in Bengalsville. Marvin Lewis has a Twitter account. I did not. He did not have one the whole time he was a Bengals coach, by the way. Yeah. Now it's I, a I know. dodge I coin. Yeah. 
Now it's a doggy coin uh, account, right, John? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, listen, don't forget to go to patreon.com slash yeah. DHS sports so back. you can support support thing. John. It's, it's support Bridget. Yes. Yeah, and uh, back is the main thing. Yeah. Just like support daddy as he goes through these these trying times in court. And subscribe, leave a five star review. And we'll see you next time. So long. Shout out Max Sharpie. Yeah. No one's ever said that before. <laughs> this is a show for everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.